Timmy, why don't you come and join us? Yeah, a little ripple is appropriate, I think, actually. Uh, Timmy is our amazing, one of our amazing church wardens. And if you were the one who's responsible for treading mud into the carpet this morning, <laughs> then Timmy's going to come have a word with you. Is that, is that right, Timmy? Yeah. yeah? He's coming to have words. Should I pray for you and stop talking rubbish? That would be good, wouldn't it? <laughs> Lord Jesus, I thank you for Timmy. And I thank you for all that he does to serve us. Uh, to serve the ministry of this church. And Lord, as he shares with us this morning, would you fill him to overflowing with your spirit? And would you give us open hearts to receive what it is that you have for us this morning? In Jesus' name, amen. Amen, thank you, Philippa. Uh, good morning, Shadwell. Good morning. I'm getting better. Good morning, Shadwell. Good morning. There we are. I know it's cold, but... Uh, as always, it is a joy to be with you, um, especially as we are getting closer to Christmas, feeling a bit festive. This is one of my favorite times of the year because it is the time for the turtleneck. Yeah? I can see a few. I can see a few. I'm always pleased. Uh, I recently had, had to clear out the wardrobe and realized that I had around 30 turtlenecks, which is an outrageous number. So we're, we're down to about 10 to 15 now. We're down to about 10 to 15. I think that's an acceptable count. But you have to have different colors, you have to have different patterns. You know, when, it, when it's a staple, you've got to go for it. <laughs> Trying not to. Um, but, but yeah, to introduce myself, my name is indeed Turtleneck Timmy. And uh, I'm one of your church wardens here. It's a great joy and privilege. Um, and, I, and I say this to reassure you that I'm hoping by next week the boiler will be fixed. We've signed everything we need to sign and we've sent off for the way. They've started the work. So uh, hopefully by next week we'll be warmer. But um, today uh, we're going to come into and continue our series on rhythms. And, and this is a real joy for me. I'm, I'm a massive lover and follower of Jesus. And, you know, talking about the ways in which we can try and emulate the ways he was teaching us to live our lives is, is an absolute pleasure. Um, and so pop quiz, we've had five, maybe six, we had an introduction, but we've had five standout themes on rhythms. Who can name one, two, three, or all five? Throw them at me. Prayer. Pra well, prayer is today, yes. <laughs> good, 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 good spoiler, thanks. Fasting, great. Bible, yeah, the Bible and Bible study. Worship, yeah, I heard one over there, C word. Community, yes, coming from Allison, of course. Uh, and a fifth one. Did you get baptized last week? Yes, you did. Baptism, great topic to cover. So yeah, absolutely, we've talked about worship and, and how it gives us freedom to, to express ourselves and connect with God and can lead to transformation. Talked about the Bible and the importance of studying community and not underestimating the power of friendship, especially as part of our evangelism. Talked about fasting. Apparently not many of us fast. A few of us fast. Aha, more people fast. Aha, there we are. Good Christian church, thank you. Uh, we talked about baptism. Um, and so let's go to the word as we talk today about developing a rhythm of prayer. 
So we'll be reading from chapter 5 of uh, Paul's first letter to the Thessalonians. Uh, and then we'll hear, after, after I've given a little intro, from Mark and Carrie Bishop, who I like to describe as our resident prayers-in-chief. They are very passionate about prayer. Um, and it's going to be great to hear from them and a couple of other amazing people within our church family uh, on how important prayer is for them. But as we read this passage, I'm particularly looking out for two key verses, uh, somewhere in the seven. Uh, apologies to the team at the back. I've just realized I didn't actually give you this. But it's um, 1 Thessalonians chapter 5, verses 12 to 18. And as I read and as we go into this, I would, of course, encourage you to take notes. Helps you get into heaven quicker. <laughs> a little bit like a Costco executive card. Amazing. But have you got it there? Yeah. Brilliant. So 1 Thessalonians 5. Now we ask you, brothers and sisters, to acknowledge those who work hard among you, who care for you in the Lord, and who admonish you. Hold them in the highest regard in love because of their work. Live in peace with each other. And we urge you, brothers and sisters, warn those who are idle and disruptive, encourage the disheartened, help the weak, be patient with everyone, Make sure that nobody pays back wrong for wrong, but always strive to do what is good for each other and for everyone else. Rejoice always. Pray continually. Give thanks in all circumstances, for this is God's will for you in Christ Jesus. Amen. Now I'm sure you could pick out the two words. Pray continually. Yes. This passage... You know, presents quite a Christ-like way of living. There's lots of things in there about habits and, and the rhythms that we've talked about, especially community. Um, but within that model for life, the instruction, as, as it features in the King James Version, actually tells us to pray without ceasing. Um, and that really stands out to me. You know, I love the, the difference that language can make. I'm a big um, Duolingo fan. Anyone else in the Diamond League? Mm? There you are. Yeah? Completed it. Good. Sure. Oh, close. Um, so I actually did find that the Spanish translation of this verse is incredible. Um, it actually says, uh, Orad en todo momento, which literally means pray in every moment. Not even just continually or without ceasing, but in every moment. What fascinating way to put it. And, th and therefore, the question is obviously, you know, why? Why should we pray? Why should we connect with this so frequently and often and verse 18 tells us that it is God's will for us in Christ Jesus which is a pretty strong reason but but prayer is also a conversation you know it, it's our way of communicating with God our way of connecting with our Heavenly Father you know here on earth whether you're in a friendship or, or a relationship or, or dealing with a team at work you know communication is very important for building understanding and connection and that's why I'm, I'm always really quick to correct people when they talk about our Christian faith as being you know religion because for me religion is is our attempt to try and draw close to God through our works through through being human and trying to find a way to earn that love or actually God calls us to relationship you know and building a natural father son father daughter father child relationship with him and the biggest part of that is absolutely communication. You know, you want to talk, each other, talk to each other all the time when you're in 
a strong relationship when you have love. Uh, uh, this really is a love thing. The writer Johannes Hartel puts it like this. He said that prayer is loving. And learning to pray means learning to love. So if we are seeking to strengthen the love and connection between us and our Heavenly Father, we need to see prayer for what it is, which is an essential part of our rhythms, an essential way of connecting and communicating. One of my favorite comedians actually talks about how um, communication between us has, has come on leaps and bounds over the decades. You know, there was a time where you literally couldn't communicate with someone until you saw them face to face. Imagine, gosh. Or, you know, even within uh, a married couple, it might be hard to share news during the day because, you know, you didn't have a direct telephone connection to, to where someone might be. So, you know, if your child went missing or like a family member suddenly turned up wanting to stay for quite a long time, you couldn't actually tell someone until they got back home. Imagine that. But technology has brought us to a place where we can communicate constantly. I mean, my WhatsApp feed is relentless throughout the day. Just ping, 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 ping of messages coming in all day. And, and that's great for us now, but that's how it's always been with God. And that's how he's always wanted it to be. He's wanted us to communicate with him constantly in every moment throughout all time. And maybe it's why we take it for granted that it is actually there all the time you know and maybe we also take it for granted expecting every part of that connection and communication to be instant even the response you know do we sometimes think that that because the connection is instant uh, our desires in our prayers uh, should be instant as well and that's maybe where it's important to talk about what prayer is not in all of this you know prayer is not a guarantee of our wishes coming true you know this is not manifestation which gets talked about quite a lot these days is God is not a genie in a bottle you know we have to be very conscious of the heart with which we take our prayers and petitions to God you know what is the motive behind it of course we pray full of faith uh, but we also understand that our prayers can be answered to fulfill God's purposes and sometimes that does absolutely come with a blessing with something good, maybe a new job or, or a new uh, relationship or connection in our lives. And that's wonderful when it happens. But do not get disheartened if you feel like your prayers are not instantly being answered. Maybe reflect on the motive behind the prayer. Is it a prayer that's wanting to draw closer to God and strengthen the connection and be in his line, in line with his will and purposes? Or is it a prayer out of selfish motives? But what prayer is, is always a guarantee of peace and connection. You know, we get closer to God's heart. We get more in tune with the Holy Spirit. Romans chapter 8 verse 16 says that the Spirit himself testifies and confirms together with our spirit, assuring us that we believers are children of God. And as we are his children, then we are his heirs also. Heirs of God and fellow heirs with Christ, sharing his spiritual blessing and inheritance if indeed we share in his suffering so that we may also share in his glory. I think that's the part we sometimes forget that, that, you know, there will be suffering and there will be pain and there will be difficulty, but there is a glory to come. You know, it's almost, uh, almost two months to the day since I got married, which was a fun time. 
thank you. Um, but it was also a time tinged with great sadness. You know, we had been praying and praying and praying for my father's lung condition to get better. And sadly, that prayer wasn't answered. And it was just the week before our wedding when he was meant to join us that he passed to glory. And of course, we were asking God, why? What, what is this about? He was supposed to be here. He was supposed to be there. And, you know, raising up prayers for something that seemed so worthwhile and pertinent, surely they would be answered. But in his passing and in, in the tributes and in the funeral, you know, we were hearing so many testimonies of the way that he had touched people's lives and the legacy that he was leaving behind that, you know, in some ways you actually can come to understand how things are not always how you want them, but God still has his purposes and he still has his will and he still has his plans, even in the midst of our suffering, even in the midst of our family's suffering, in order that one day we might share in his glory. You know, the results we seek from prayer may not always be instant. But the peace we need can be instant and freely available. So I encourage you not to get downcast about your prayer life. If things aren't going to plan or there's difficulty all around, keep praying. Keep praying in every moment. Delay is not denial. God knows best. And trust me when I say that his timing is best as well. We've never been promised an easy life. Jesus told us that in this world we will have trouble. But take heart. Because he has overcome the world. And so I would encourage you to, to pray continually, perhaps to be filled with the fruits of the Spirit. You know, that love, joy, peace, patience, kindness, goodness, gentleness, faithfulness, self-control. That, that can be, there's a song in there somewhere. <laughs> uh, the traits and characteristics that can be so foundational in, in our moments of shaking. They are freely available. Uh, make it a daily prayer. Make it something you ask your father for. Because it will help strengthen your relationship and strengthen uh, the connection to your heavenly father. Especially if we're praying continually through the day in total momento. You know, monks are known to be incredibly passionate about prayer. But the whole monastic way of life is structured around set prayer times and rhythms. You know, around that routine drawing them daily and consistently into the presence of God for greater and closer communion and fellowship. Any challenge is a moment to pray for guidance. Any celebration is a moment to pray with gratitude. And so I encourage you to pray without ceasing. And at this point, I'm pleased to hand over to Mark and Carrie so that they can uh, share with us some of the practical ways that we can live this out and, and also hear from some guests as well. Thanks, guys. Thanks so much, man. Um, do you want to nick Timmy's microphone from him? Just so in case he needs to say anything. Uh, Timmy, thank you so much. Um, we're going to get Timmy back up in a minute. But, um, but uh, yeah, so wise and so helpfully structured. I think... We've talked about prayer at different times before at SPS, and uh, for those who know us, we like often chatting about prayer in different ways because five years ago, Carrie and I felt a really uh, strong sense from God uh, to 
uh, pray for the city of London, the square mile in the, in the middle of London. And um, along with that, we felt like God say something else. I don't know if we've ever shared this, but we felt him say, learn to pray. And uh, we, I mean, we'd been, we prayed before that. And uh, we've been Christians for, for a while. And um, we didn't think we knew loads about prayer or necessarily, but we didn't think we were like, you know. Anyway, God asked us to learn to pray. Still working that through. Um, uh, and no, to, I, I joke, I joke, because it was one of the most liberating things to, to just go, ah, it, like we're always going to be learning in this. There's always going to be different seasons, a season when it feels like it's really good and a season where it feels like it might be bad, but also seasons where we might build things that stand even when it doesn't feel like it should or you think it should or it does for somebody else. Learning to pray, I think I just want to really commend that to you all, to hear God, to hear God's whisper to you saying, I'm inviting you into this. Philip has said it quite a few times during this series. I found it so helpful that she's like, this is not stuff that you have to do. It's stuff that we get to do because God invites us into it. What a privilege to, to literally see the things which begin to define the fullness of life that Jesus invites us into. Um, so this little section uh, is not, uh, we're gonna sh- we might share a few little caveats, I think, little uh, tips and things. Um, but we're also going to ask uh, Doreen and Anna at, at soon to come up uh, and just uh, share testimony of prayer for them as well from their perspective. The one thing I thought just before I invite Doreen up, uh, one of the things that I've really uh, found helpful is finding little excuses to pray. So like Timmy touched on it in his talk, and one of the things... Um, I'll mention in a little bit is prayer walking. That's something that I do. And as I walk around, I'm often looking for little excuses to pray. So uh, if, a, um, and we do it in our family as well with our kids. If we hear a siren, now we try and make that an excuse to pray. Lord, we pray for the emergency services. Whoever they're going to or taking to the hospital or whatever it might be, we pray that things will be all right. Uh, And in that, we begin to learn to pray for uh, these things that are bigger than ourselves. Walking around the city is really interesting as well. I don't know if any of you work in the city, but the city of London uh, has a little motto in Latin under it that says, Domine Derigi Nos, which means, O Lord, direct us. And when I found that out, I I was like, wow, this is super cool, because it's written in the square mile everywhere. Street names bins, like salting bins, uh, street cleaners, the life like rings down by the river, uh, it's on scaffolding, it's on everything, everywhere, if you start looking, it says, oh Lord, direct us. And, uh, and I began to pray that for the city, just to, as the prayer of the city, I was like, wow, lots of these people don't look like they're praying this prayer, maybe they are, but I'm going to start praying this. Oh Lord, direct us, show us, show these people what they should be doing today, show me what I should be doing today. Um, there are always ways, I think, that the Holy Spirit wants to show us, even in our everyday, that begin, become like little excuses and prompts uh, to just pray little prayers, just little prayers uh, all the way through. Okay, Doreen, where is Doreen? Ah, oh, great. 
Doreen, why don't you come up and share? Yeah, applause, please, for Doreen. Super volunteer. Pot, uh, so many things. I was going to like list things, but I won't embarrass you. I'm just going to ask you to do... Um, I was going to architect, potter, you know, all these things. Anyway, oh, no, no, no. Um, <laughs> thank you for saying that you'll share testimony. Yeah. Uh, and, uh, yeah, why don't you share? Okay. Um, hello, everybody. I'm Doreen. Um, I was challenged to go and do outreach. So I've been... I was going out um, many times. And I joined this group that did healing... <laughs> Um, we went to Denmark Hill, um, and then, uh, you know, we would ca ca capture people a lot, uh, going into the hospital, you know, anybody with a crutch or something, you know, we'd just stop them and say, can we pray for you? <laughs> um, even if they didn't, you know, even if they looked well, we'd say, have you got any pain in you? <laughs> can we pray for you? Anyway, um, we also went to cities. We went to Southampton once. Um, again to the hospital and over there um, the brothers I was with they approached this person with a cast on his hand and he was there to have his hand amputated um, they said can we pray for you and he said I don't believe in God you know um, but they said no worries you know we we could still pray for you and he said yeah you know pray for me anything you know I'm going to lose my hand they prayed for him simple prayer and um, we, uh, like I said we were visiting that that um, weekend um, they prayed for him and then he went back into the into the hospital that weekend the next day we were sat having coffee and we saw him <laughs> walking down the street and we called him, and what had happened was he'd been released three hours afterwards because after the prayer, his hand started to move. <laughs> and, um, and not only that, we found out that he'd been having difficulty breathing. Um, that had gone back up to 100%, his breathing. He was also um, depressed, but... You know, he was healed of that as well, and he had backache, and that was healed as well. Um, so, you know, praise God. I mean, that was a dramatic one. I mean, I do sort of little other prayers as well, you know. <laughs> but, the, you know, these brothers. And then we found out a week afterwards, he phoned up again, and he said um, they'd done scans or, um, I don't know, MRI or something, and they'd seen that all the... The, the nerves and all the tendons had connected back up again. So praise God. Wow. Wow. <laughs> yeah, the other ones. Okay. Um, I'll share also, you know, smaller things that happen. <laughs> uh, like yesterday, I went um, outreaching an, an island garden, and again, all, all we do is we just ask, you know, can we pray for you? Um, and this, this chap said, oh, yeah, you, you can pray for me, but I haven't been to church, you know, the last time I went was 30 years ago. My mom dragged me by the ear <laughs> to go. Anyway, we, we, we just asked him, you know, what can we pray for you? He kind of said, you know, I, I've, I've just kind of like fallen away, not gone to church. Um, I just felt that the Holy Spirit was leading me to pray and, and ask the Holy Spirit in and I just prayed wisdom and knowledge and 
you know, understanding for him. Um, and just, you know, left it like that. And he said, oh, there was another brother with me. And he said, oh, what church do you all go to? And he took the information, you know, wanting to go to church after the, after the prayer. And he said, I felt something <laughs> like um, the Holy Spirit, you know, filling him, I think. Um, so, you know, just, just ask to pray for people. <laughs> and if they let you, you know, God will do the work, I think. Yeah. Doreen, thank you so much. Thank you. Um, so, so encouraging. We, one of the things we wanted to do, because I think we share a lot about how to, um, and our testimony is of like just enjoying growing in prayer, like, because it's, it's a normal part of our Christian life. But of course, when we begin to pray, like the not normal begins to happen as well. And it's so important that we don't lose track of that. You know, I think we want to be a church. I dream of a church that can celebrate healing, but also sit and uh, live in the tension of suffering and unanswered prayer also, where we don't have to choose one or the other, but we get to realize that God's invite into prayer covers all of those things. And that when we share testimony, our faith gets raised and we begin to realize, oh, some of those things happen. Maybe some of you today are sitting here because of other Christians who took a step of faith and shared or prayed for you. Um, I'm definitely a product of prayer. I'm here because my mum prayed for me. Like, there's no way that I would be here otherwise. So, yeah. Yeah, we just want to invite Anna up as well. Um, I think it's so encouraging, isn't it, when we like hear the way that different people pray, and it just, for me anyway, like really inspires me. And um, and this isn't. We can't. There's so many of us that pray in loads of brilliant ways. So we're not trying to represent all of the different ways of praying. But um, we just wanted to invite Anna to share something from her perspective in terms of ways that she prays as well. Thank you. Morning, everyone. Um, I'm actually going to share that um, about a year ago, I was really struggling to pray. Um, and my prayer life was really that I was carrying so much pain that I couldn't really talk to God. Um, and my prayers looked like, God, protect me. God, protect my daughter. And I felt like I was copying these prayers out into somewhere and hoping that someone was, that God was listening to me. Um, and since I joined this church this year, so I wasn't actually looking for a church, I woke up one Sunday and thought that I was gonna come and see Charlotte Williams. Um, and then since I joined, God started talking back to me um, and it really blew my mind. So I'd wake up in the middle of the night and um, I would have pictures for people who I've never met. I don't know everyone's names here yet. Um, and the idea that God is listening and he speaks back to me, um, it really blew my mind. And there's so many stories that I could share, but I think the one I um, will pick um, is that there's something I've been praying for for a really long time and I couldn't really see how God would answer it. I couldn't see what it would look like. And I decided to try something a bit different. I feel like my faith had been raised a lot through um, some of the prophetic pictures I'd had for people. And so I told God, okay, whenever I pray for this, I'm gonna picture this flower. So I pictured this single flower, um, certain type and color. Um, and I've been praying for it for a little while this year. And um, end of summer, I was sat on my bed in my room and just really overwhelmed by 
the work God's done in me, in my heart, making me feel whole. Um, and I ended up feeling really silly about this prayer. Um, and I was kind of like, who am I? I'm praying this flower prayer. Um, and I started to question, you know, is God listening to that um, in the world of so much pain and chaos, really? Um, and, you know, I just sat down and I said to God, God, you're everything that I need. I could have nothing at all other than myself and I would still have everything if I have God. Um, and I stood up and I went to open the curtains to my garden. I'd obviously been in a hurry that morning coming to church. Um, opened the curtains and there in my garden was a single flower growing of the exact same colour um, that was not there before. And my daughter will tell you I got obsessed with this flower. Um, and you know, it just showed me God hears every prayer that you pray. You might feel like there's no one listening, but... God hears us, he's our Father in heaven. Um, and just that verse from Psalm 139, that he knows what we're going to say before we even say it. So I hope that's an encouragement to you, whatever you're going through, whether your prayers are big or small, God is listening. Yeah, that's so beautiful. Um, I just wanted to share um, a little way that I feel like God's like uh, teaching me to pray and, and inviting me um, in prayer. And that's um, about silence. Now, I don't know about you. Some of us probably love silence. Some of us probably hate it. But for me, I just felt like about five years ago, God was like prompting me to get up early in the morning, which is not what I love to do. And, um, and, and, and it's just kind of grown from there. And I, I get up in the morning and I light a candle and I sit on this chair that I've got. And in our new house, I put a lot of blankets on because it's really cold. Um, but I just sit on this chair and I just sit in silence with God. And it, silence has been one of the most profound experiences for me in prayer um, I love like sung worship I love reading my bible I love like lots of different expressions of I love prayer walking I love all, all different things but silence has just been this like extraordinary thing where I feel like I have perceived or I am beginning to perceive and experience and know God with me in the silence and I wanted to share it specifically because I wonder sometimes like in our culture if like all the busyness of yeah constantly getting messaging or feeling like we need to message other people the practice of just being still and sitting in silence now don't get me wrong I get distracted and then I'll be like oh maybe I should think about this and my mind has to keep coming back in it's not all glorious it's not all like all, all super peaceful every morning it's not like that and I don't get up every morning Matt will tell you some mornings I just put the alarm off and don't get up but I'm just, I'm not sharing it because I'm really good at it. I'm just sharing it because it felt like something God prompted me to. And I wanted to offer it because I think sometimes God invites us into these little ways of praying. We're like, oh, God, are you maybe inviting me to pray for someone on the street? Or God, are you maybe giving me a prayer? Like God had given Anna that prayer, I think. And she just dares, dares to pray it. And that's beautiful. So I share it in that sense. Like maybe it's the ways that you've had a sense, oh, maybe God's inviting me to pray in this way. And maybe silence is going to be your new thing. Maybe I just offer that in case it's a one that resonates for you. And Carrie, Carrie says I'll be able to tell you, but I wouldn't because I'll be asleep. <laughs> like, I'm honestly, I'm, mornings I find really hard. And, uh, and I just encourage any of you who hold any of that like guilt 
that prayer is defined by how regularly you can get up in the morning and uh, what have you, even though that is an amazing thing to do. And I, I actually, there's parts of me that long that I could be more consistent in that, but like be free of the guilt of that. Like don't be guilty about prayer anymore, please. Just hear God's invite that you can come to him and pray. And um, yeah, the, the times that I do get up early, and actually I get up like really early, um, is uh, once a week, uh, specifically for myself, as it were, just on my own, I go and prayer walk. Prayer walking is my bit to share in the sense that it has been the main spiritual discipline for me for the last like five, six, maybe more years that has really helped me in so many ways. It's grown me in my own personal relationship with Jesus. Like I find the quiet of the morning uh, once I'm out, it's not easy getting out, but once I'm out, I find that really, uh, it's helped me fall back in love with London and with God as I chat to him on the way. You can talk out loud without feeling so weird because the other people who are up at that time in the morning are talking out loud to themselves as well. <laughs> and, uh, um, but also for me, because I have a real heart to like pray for places, um, it's helped me pray for places in ways that go beyond words. Like I, I genuinely believe, and I say this at the beginning of prayer walks that I lead, even your walk is a prayer. Like it can be. I'm not saying every walk, but I'm saying it can be. If you say, God, I'm going to do this loop around this house or this block or around the city of London or wherever it is God calls you to, um, I'm going uh, to do this for you. That is an act of prayer. And I really encourage you with prayer walking as well that uh, it doesn't have to be like a long walk. It's something that you can do virtually as well because we have so many amazing map tools and it's been a privilege for me to lead people uh, who aren't as uh, mobile to be able to do that as well. Um, and uh, also, uh, you can let this like hijack some journeys that you already do. Uh, your like uh, commute or your school run or something like that can become a prayer walk. Sarah Dodd will tell you testimonies about that as well. Uh, she's a great prayer cyclist. Um, so uh, I just encourage you. And uh, there's some really key things. I think one of the, there's loads of books out there that you can go and read about prayer. And do you know what? Like I've not found a bad one yet. So like I encourage you to go and read them. We really recommend How to Pray by Pete Gregg. We've done it as one of our like January book clubs before. It's really good. He, he distills the kind of a key thing when you're approaching prayer. He's like, keep it simple, keep it real, keep it up. And that is so much part of it. Like God, I think we need the Holy Spirit to like kindle it in us. We need patterns that sustain us that aren't depending on how we feel that day. Uh, but we also need creativity to keep it alive and keep it real and be honest with God and with each other. So key. But yeah, how to pray is really key. Praying like monks, living like fools by Tyler Sutton. We can give you the bibliography later if you want one. Um, and uh, there's loads of different ones. Johannes Hartel, who uh, Timmy quoted, he's written a really lovely book called uh, Simply Pray. And uh, that is really helpful about building in times that lead towards sustained silence and being aware of God just being here. So that's really helpful too. Um, and uh, I wonder if there's some other little tips. Timmy, do you want to come and just say any little like Lectio 365? Like does anybody use Lectio? 
or the common like worship app, uh, morning prayer. Yeah, great. So there are some great apps that can help you just pray in the morning, uh, evening. Yeah. Yeah, that routine piece I think is really important, especially if trying to build prayer habits. You know, it can be quite easy to feel like, oh my gosh, prayer is so hard or takes such a concentrated time. But, you know, as you were saying, commuting and working, something that's really helped me um, bring variety to my prayer life has been like praying through the week on different topics. It's like Monday to Sunday. Uh, I think Monday, um, <laughs> Monday I quite selfishly pray for myself about like work and life and everything that's going on. The turtlenecks. Um, Tuesday is um, my family, so my marriage, my parents, my cousins, sibling, well, cousins and everyone around. Uh, Wednesday is for the church, so I'll pray for SPS, I'll pray for church leaders, pray for Philippa, for Phil, for all the ordinands, all the team here. Thursday, I get to um, mentees and godchildren, there's quite a few of them, so that takes a while. And then Friday is for the world and world leaders, you know, as much as we like or dislike them, the Bible calls us to pray for our leaders and pray for those who are in authority over us because, you know, God might just crack them a little bit to take care of um, who they should be taking care of. Saturday is a time for, like, the list of friends. So when people, and, and that one really challenged me because I actually had to reach out to people and ask them, what would you like prayer for? Which is, you know, a bit of a challenging text to send. Um, but when stuff that people come in with is amazing and I could tell you so many testimonies of people managing to save up their deposit for a house or get that new job or and you know I think it's Nikki Gumbel and others talk about when you pray coincidences happen but when you don't they don't and so it you know it feels a bit like well that could have happened anyway I didn't need to pray for it but it's better when you pray for it see it come to fruition and then Sunday similar to what you were saying Carrie I tried to find a moment for silence and just being still and being with God church is a great place to to create that atmosphere and maybe some time afterwards going out on the basin is an amazing place to, to you know be close to nature in the middle of London and, and still feel that connection so so yeah whatever it might be for you that Monday to Sunday I find gives a really strong routine and pattern, and then you can be quite creative beyond that as well. Yeah, I love that. Um, why don't the band come up, and uh, we're going to prepare to like go into communion, but I think we want to invite you to do one thing, like a pattern thing with us, if you would like to. So this, um, is, this is something that Mark and I, we picked up from 24-7 prayer. They, um, they have midday every day, they pray the Lord's Prayer. And some of, some of you do this. Put your hand up if you've ever prayed the Lord's Prayer with Mark and I midday. Yeah, some of us already have it. So, I mean, I think we started doing about five years ago. I just set an alarm on my phone because I would not remember otherwise. And, and, it, and it goes off. And then wherever I am at midday each day, I would say 99% of the time, if I'm with someone, I'll say, oh, um, I pray the Lord's Prayer at midday. Would you like to pray it with me? And we just pause for a moment and we pray the Lord's Prayer in whatever language, whatever, that's fine. And, um, and it, but it's been this like beautiful practice. So we just felt like that was like maybe even just the simplest thing. Get your phone out, set an alarm for midday, and every day pray the Lord's Prayer and know that you're not praying the Lord's Prayer on your own. At the bare minimum, Mark and I are doing it, but actually all around the world, this is like this really simple but really like beautiful thing that we get to join in this like anthem prayer that's kind of echoing around 
eternity, I'm going to say. Um, so that just felt like the, maybe even if that's just like the simplest little thing, if we want to just do that and practice that together. Um, yeah. Yeah. If so, if you'd like to do that, we just invite you to set an alarm on your phone, to embrace the awkwardness when it goes off when you forgot that you are in a funny place, uh, that you don't have to feel obliged to like tell people why your alarm went off. Um, but equally, if you're in a place where you're like, oh, maybe I should invite these people, even if they're Christian. Sometimes Christians are the hardest people to invite to pray, right? Even though it's the one thing they can't say no to. Uh, so, uh, so you just have to be bold and be uh, like in those moments too. But um, we just really encourage you, invite you. We'd love to uh, know that others are doing that as well with us. Because um, God joins us up as we pray. We're not alone in it. We do this as the body of Christ. Uh, and um, we do it because it's the way that God increases his relationship, his presence, uh, our awareness of him as our father and as the God who has not abandoned us, uh, but who has a plan and a purpose and will one day, in answer to all prayer, wipe away every tear and there'll be no more death. And there'll be a new heavens and a new earth. And with that, we persevere. Um, one last thing I, I just don't want to forget to say. There is an amazing course that the 24-7 Prayer have done called the Unanswered Prayer Course. And uh, I just really highly commend that to you. So I think sometimes prayer is painful because we think we're supposed to be able to articulate things that actually almost are way beyond words. And especially things that are painful. Grief, loss, suffering things that we've encountered in our life. Uh, I just really encourage you that uh, there are so many of us uh, where we're, we're not like, we're not in it because every, it all has to be okay. <laughs> we're in it because we think it's worth it anyway and that God's not abandoned us. So uh, that course I really commend to you. And uh, if you'd like to do that and you'd like to do it with others, do come and chat and I'd love to try and organize like that for you. Um, we're gonna sing prepare the communion table as we enter into this act of community and prayer and share bread and wine. <laughs>